Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1. Now, recent cold weather in Spain and North Africa has led to a shortage of fresh tomatoes and peppers on Irish shelves. Not just Irish shelves, but we've certainly experienced it too. So as the snow falls in Spain, derailing our dinner plans, what seasonal vegetables are plentiful in our supermarkets that we should be considering for healthy, nutritious meals? I'm joined tonight in studio by Chef Brian McDermott to tell us more. And you can see all of Brian's recipes on our website, rte.ie forward slash today CB. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. So listen, first things first. What vegetables are fresh and in season right now? Well we are coming into a lovely season. I think they've done us a favour because Spain are going to get us refocusing on number one what's in storage the likes of our onions, our garlics and our potatoes that are there all year round. Now we're going to move towards the likes of kale you know we've got leeks that's going to be in season, cauliflower, things like that that we normally look at and think God, that's really mushy or it's full of cheese sauce or I'm not going to buy a whole one. So let's try and excite them today and let's bring those kind of typical good Irish root vegetables to life. So see the opportunity uh, in the crisis. Uh, these are quite, we kind of forget, they are quite versatile vegetables. I think so. I think any vegetable is versatile. I think normally we relate a vegetable to being force fed it when we were kids or, you know, we got too much of it at some stage and that creates a bad experience. But nowadays we think differently, you know, things simple as broccoli and just thinking to ourselves, what else could we do with it? Not just boil it and think it's at the side of our plate or our child's plate and it's the last so thing. what do you do with it? Well, we char it. So what do you mean by char? And it's literally take a frying pan out, turn it on the heat dry, add to it a drizzle of local Irish rapeseed oil. Sometimes I'll put in toasted sesame seed oil. Cut those broccoli into florets. Now, florets are the natural little flowers at the top, but keep some of the stem on because it creates a lovely flat kind of bottom on it as you cut it. And just place it down in the sizzling oil, but not enough that you're going to kind of hear this, just a nice little sound going on. Season it with a bit of salt and pepper. Leave it alone. That's the secret here. Leave it alone until you almost hear it crisping underneath. Turn it up right upside down again repeat it and by the stage you repeat it on the second side that broccoli will be cooked it won't be mushy and overcooked nor will it be that word al dente it'll have a still <laughs> nice bite to it Derville, and it'll be beautiful my, and my then, efforts at charred broccoli uh, would, be, would put shame to the word al dente it, it, it's really quite, quite a fine thing to try and to, to get you, you brush your broccoli with a little bit of a uh, Butter as well. Yeah, you have to get butter in there. So when the broccoli's nearly cooked, I'll add in a, a knob of butter. And sometimes as well, you know, you, you can look at different things like, you know, toasted sesame seed going in there, a little bit of soya sauce and whack up the heat when you turn in the soya sauce. Stir fry it a little bit at the end. And what will happen is the soya sauce will get absorbed into the broccoli. It'll evaporate off whatever moisture's left. Then you know you're ready to serve it into a side dish, some toasted sesame seeds over the top of it. You'll never go back to mushy broccoli when yeah. you do this. And if you've got some leftover, like feta cheese the next day of with course, it, a salad, bit of chicken yeah. or sun-dried tomato, and your alternative really lunch is ready for you the next day. Um, the broccoli has a close cousin, which is much maligned and can sound hard, hard to drum up the love uh, for cauliflower but if we are trying to reimagine and repurpose these veg what can we do with cauliflower? Yeah cauliflower again I think cauliflower because it looks so big as a head you kind of think to yourself I'll never use all of that and guess what we never do we end up getting half of it and throwing half of it out later so I think you got to again how do you build it into lunch and a dinner take the florets again now keep the stems they make a fantastic soup or a puree for the likes of chicken or any white meat just by sweating in some butter onion and a little bit of garlic cream and cheese there's your puree done with the stalks 
back to the florets. Again, you can do this in a tray or a pan. Put them into a bowl, a little bit of rapeseed oil, toss them around, season them. Let's say you went for a medium curry powder and about two tablespoons. So you see that now as a main dish or a side dish in many restaurants. It's so trendy. But, yeah. you know, it's just a case of like wondering how do they do it and bring it back to the home. And this is really how they do that's it. That's the bit yeah. that I want. Yeah, and that, that's where we all struggle. Because like, we're thinking, you know, that's the reason we eat out. We think we're getting something that's elevated. But simple some things. Vegetables you kind of have to use on the day. Like you don't, you don't freeze cauliflower. It doesn't do itself any no. justice by freezing it. You know, so the florets to me has to be fresh and you've got them in that bowl. You've added in your medium curry powder. Why do I go medium and not really spicy? Because again, two girls at home, it depends who you're, who, mm-hmm. who's your audience, who are you cooking for, what do they love as a spice level? Toss it round in that, back onto the tray or back onto the pan. And if it's a pan, you're just turning it up medium to high heat. Stay with it, toss it, enjoy it, listen to the sounds, get the smells and the sensory going. And all of a sudden, after about four to five minutes, you're going to have these crisp, caramelised little bits of cauliflower with an abundance of spiced flavour going on in there. And then you can add a bit of grated parmesan to that. They can go into salads. They can go into wraps almost where you would put croutons in. You know, it gives a little bit of diversity there. And of course, before we would have really, really felt kind of the seasonal impact, but with food so mass produced and on our shelves, you know, we've sort of forgotten, well, what is in season or what's not in season. So how do we kind of retrain the brain to identify, okay, what's in season and what can I be using now? Yeah, we've forgotten for a number of reasons because we've seen this infusion of food that's readily available absolutely everywhere. So we now go, what is in season? And we've discussed today what's in season. To me, it's about the Irish soil, the root vegetable, that element of it. But a couple of little things that you can do is there's plenty of calendars out there from some of the state bodies. You know, print one off or download it. That's a great way. But even just pick to yourself and say, could I pick out two to three vegetables that are in season right now? Stick it on a post-it, put it on your fridge and say to yourself, what do I know about them? Like, do I just consider cauliflower, mushy, you know, morning sauce? No, we've told you something different. Educate yourself about three vegetables over the next month. The diversity, how you cook them, how else you could add different textures to them. By this time next year, you'll have about 20 new ingredients. You'll know the seasons and you'll know how to cook them a little bit differently as well. Yeah. So um, if you were to take on your own challenge here, what, um, like leeks is one of them. So what, you know, way I was thinking that Bridget Jones diary when she was cooking the leeks and the, <laughs> and the blue piece of twine. Um, but what way would you reconsider cooking leeks? Yeah, OK, it's a couple of different things. What does their look like? Yeah, you're right. And, you know, leeks again, you know, being Welsh, God forbid, like that we would claim them. Um, but we, we will say they're Celtic more than anything Celtic else. Vegetables. Yeah. And what I what I remember about leeks is, you know, they come in rings in a soup mix. I remember my mum sending me to the shop and the soup mix was leeks, parsley, carrots and, and a mix that you just threw into the pot and boiled the living daylights out of to make a broth or a soup. But when you see them in rings, I get concerned. I learned that as I became a chef because the best way really to prepare a leek is to split it down the middle, wash it under cold water. If you ever push the those rings out. Oh, there's grittiness in there. And then if you try and do what I'm about to tell you in terms of braising them or otherwise, you get the little bit of grit in there. So slice them down the middle, run them under cold water, don't chop and then wash after you've chopped because you'll flush out a lot of the flavour and really you've wasted it at that point. So what I like to do with them is even a stuffed leek, but let's talk about a braised leek for a second. What is braising? It's where there's half liquor in there and really I'm just using the likes of a stock. It can be a vegetable if you want to go all vegetable. A nice chicken stock will add an element to this season it really well they take on a good bit of pinch of sea salt nice fresh ground cracked black or white pepper on it 
the stock in, cover tin foil, a little bit of butter if you want, into the oven and just braise them. When they feel nice and soft, maybe put a nice crumb of a mix of cheese, herbs and breadcrumb onto them. And are they them. a side? Are they a meal? They could be with a roast Meals. chicken. They could be absolutely everything. And leek crisps. We seem to have crisps for yeah, everything. Yeah, we go mad about crisps. We spend a fortune on crisps. Yeah, don't we? Um, and then we, we go chasing and we think, oh, we'll make our own. We'll be so healthy and we'll be great. And you think to yourself, can I do it? Yes, you can. And you can. Leeks, you know, probably wouldn't go as far as to say they're a crisp, but you can crisp them up. Yeah. Cut them very, very thin. What we refer to as a julienne, which is a matchstick style, really thin, about three inches long. And then you can pop them into some clean Irish rapeseed oil that you've heated up in a deep fat fryer to be safe with it. They'll crisp up right away and shake that basket. Just does the choice of oil matter? Yeah, vegetable oil. Uh, vegetable yeah. oil. If you're using an Irish rapeseed oil um, in there, you'll find that you know it'll go up to a higher temperature. You'll get mm. a little bit of foam coming into it, which is fine. So once you take them out of the oil, give them a good shake in the basket and tip them out into a tray with a little bit of a napkin. Dry them and then just season them. Now, what do you use them for? They're great, again, going in through pasta dishes, salads, wraps, anything that you want, an alternative bit of texture and you're struggling to get that leak into your diet, yeah. now you've done it. Can I talk to you about turnips because uh, Environment uh, Secretary um, Trey's uh, Coffee in the UK got in terrible trouble when she uh, appealed to people to take back control of turnips as a solution to the uh, the, t- the, the tomato um, crisis. Did you you grew up on a turnip? Yeah, we, it's we, a maligned vegetable. We, we, we grew it with potatoes that, that I've often talked about with Claire here and you know the turnips I remember, I actually genuinely remember being told to count the turnip heads on the drills one time when I was younger and I got to over 1100 when I finally discovered when one of my uncles says you do know you're only asked to do that to keep you quiet <laughs> so that was their way of telling me to get out of the way till they get the turnips dug and then people will know about snedden turnips snedden meaning when you pick them out of the ground you cut the bottom off of them in the field so that obviously you could transport them and a raw turnip has a really beautiful unique flavour but for some people it's uh, I think for cooking turnip is um, because it, it's it's very unique flavour, but can be a very, very strong flavour. So how do you get the balance I, right? I always think it's like that person in the room at the end of the night that you want rid of. It's when you put it into a pot and you think, oh God, there's too, there's too much going on here now. I can't deal with it. And, that, you know, turnip has to be at the right ratio. So we're given a couple of recipes today and we're given mm. a soup recipe. It's in there with potatoes and it's in there with leeks, which is in season. Potatoes available to us as a store cupboard ingredient. What we mean by that is they're stored away for the winter. Pull them out, a little bit of garlic, a bit of stock. That will give you a really kind of nice way to use up turnip and think to yourself can I get back in love with it and interestingly I just saw some popping up on social media today again because this turnip story hasn't gone away and I seen you know food critique Lindo, uh, Lucinda Sullivan last mm. night saying she had the most beautiful turnip cake ever and I was zooming in on okay. it going Okay, interesting one there. The Cindy yeah. and I will have to have a look at that and see yeah. what that is. Tur- so. Turnip was one of my childhood traumas. I'm trying to change it. Uh, can I talk to you about um, tomatoes? Because obviously there is um, a shortage. And I remember at the beginning of the pandemic of the one thing that I did stock up my cupboard with, it was tinned tomatoes because I just thought when all else fails, you can do that. Are they a good substitute? if you, I know you're trying to maybe source or, you know, original vegetables, but are they a good? Oh, totally. I mean, Ask me, do I miss a fresh tomato? No, because Irish tomatoes are only in season six weeks of the year, yet you can get a tomato sandwich and you see it in every deli counter in the country. They're just cold water with very little flavour. You know, unless you treat a tomato properly when it's fresh, you won't get much flavour out of it. And usually it involves drying it, loads of salt, a bit of pepper and some other herbs. And arguably, you might have something that tasted as good as an Irish tomato then at that point. Tin tomatoes are absolutely perfect. Consistent in flavour, colour. They'll give you the bitterness that you want for the likes of soups, stews, casseroles, 
any pasta dish that you're going to use them in. So I, I, we said this a few months ago on the show. Number one uh, of five stock, you know, ingredients for me would be tinned tomatoes. Load up on them. You'll never ever You'll waste never them. ever waste them. Mm. Yeah, you have a recipe and they're all up on the website uh, but for roasted honey and her brute vegetables I was thinking of the cold snap coming thinking that's the one but how come like a really simple dish like that just endures so much? Well most people will, will end up with soggy vegetables for a couple of reasons and to me the first thing you do when you're preparing your vegetables is peel them first and cut them like big thick chips that you remember mm. triple cook that sort of size um, and that's creating corners and it's mm. going to allow caramelisation. The next key step to this is the tray that you normally would have thrown all the vegetables in drizzle the oil over and back and up and down the other way don't do that okay because that no oven at home is ever going to heat up the tray the oil and the vegetables get the tray into the oven 200 degrees nothing on it the oil into the bowl with the vegetables toss them season them with herbs salt and pepper take that really hot tray out of the oven tip the vegetables on you'll hear this immediate and that's them starting to caramelise and roast back in 25 to 30 minutes. Take them out, drizzle them with the local honey and you'll have the most beautiful Irish grown root vegetables, local Irish honey. Absolutely gorgeous. He makes it sound so easy. Uh, one of our uh, listeners says, uh, Derville, what about bubble and squeak? Onion, garlic, sprouts or cabbage, bacon and potato, yum. Yes, yum in many, many memories and in many, many ways. But I suppose, you know, if you've been overfed that, arguably <laughs> I was on champ and you were on turnip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's now trying to fall back in love and that has to be about changing the texture changing the experience and getting a bit of what's going on with trend out there because that's what drives us towards going back and saying ah the turnip I forgot about it in favour of celery and, and particularly for, for children because it's in our formative years that we can form those likes or dislikes to to, to vegetables food so. creates a safe space it creates memories and it's our obligation to do that and you know bring a bit of colour in as well think of the rainbow and think to myself well how am I going to get colours of the rainbows you know red onion things like that that will bring diversity into your diet it's going to improve your health your well-being through what cooking enjoying and just being at home and basically getting those ingredients together and experimenting because these recipes today are the listeners right now go and use them absolutely well you're i think you've turned me back towards turnip i'm going to take tiptoe back to that but brian mcdermott chef thanks a million all of the recipes are on the website we'll take a quick break text 51551 today with claire byrne on rte radio one